Oh, Drake. Drake's from Drake's Corner. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing just fine. You know, I, I knew there'd be paparazzi here. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks for asking me. And hey, hey, now that I have you here, what are your plans for the new year? Oh, you know, my plans for the new year. Listen, I, I hear the noise all around town. You know, Drake's Corner, 30 subscribers, only 100 views per podcast. It's just a deadbeat show. Well, I'll tell you what. Diamonds are made under pressure. Oh, and we're under pressure, baby. I'll tell you what, 2022, this is my year. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to Drake's Corner, episode number 15. Oh, man, it's a new year. That means fresh slate for everybody. You know, we all have our New Year's resolutions. We have, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start eating better. Um, you know, with all of those in effect and everybody having their own goals, you know, some would say I'm reaching high with this, but the plan for Drake's Corner is to pretty much blow up, in essence, I've Sorry, I made that really dramatic. More than it needed to be. But it's a new year. I'm going to try and make this my year. Welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp. And oh, do we have a doozy of an episode for you guys today. You know, in the uh, the basketball setting, not a lot in the NBA. The, you know, the season's rolling on. College football, we'll get into that. The NFL has been a soap opera this week. Now let's get into it. Uh, to kick off the show, I made a I made a kind of a cryptic message on my Instagram story uh, when it happened on Sunday. Antonio Brown, yeah. Um, if if you if you if you don't live under a rock, you basically know what happened. If you do live under a rock, here's what happened. I'm gonna I'm just gonna show the clip right here.
Yes, our beloved fellow Antonio Brown basically quit on the field relinquishing his pads, his undershirt. I thought he was going to give a strip tease for the New York Jets fans. You know, knowing Jets fans, they probably would have liked it. But um, on more of a serious matter, Antonio Brown has been kind of, you know, some would say a head case over the past, we'll give it three to four years. You know, the guy has just been in and out of any circumstance you can think of. Uh, different felonies, um, you know, regarding sexual assault allegations, battery charges. Um, you know, after he left the Steelers, he had an incident with the Raiders camp or th- with his helmet. He didn't like the helmet. And then, you know, before the season started, he dec- he demanded that they released him. Um, besides that, he had a, you know, um, an ice therapy session that went horribly wrong. And he had, um, you know, frostbite on his feet. You know, I I would have paid to see pictures of those feet, not in the weird way, but, you know, this guy has just been everywhere from anything you can think of, um, and some would say it all starts out with this hit back in 2016 from Vontez Perfect. Here, I'll show it here. Roethlisberger from the pocket, middle of the field, incomplete. Oh, a flag does come in. Went to the head. Lewis Harris is going to be flagged for this on the hit on Antonio Brown, and it's going to put the Steelers in field goal range. Perfect was in there, too. Perfect. It's coming across the field. I saw it. I thought it was him. Yeah, and I know that they both were in on the coverages at 55 or 37. Personal foul, defense number 55, 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. Perfect in the end. Definitely took the shot to the head. You could see it live. Marvin Lewis, before this drive started, was talking on the sideline the whole time, it seemed like, to Vontaze Perfect, and yes. Oh, my goodness. Ever since that hit, folks have said Antonio Brown is not the same. Now, this could be a matter of, you know, head caseness, someone being a complete nut job, or it could be more of a sadder matter, which um, I hope is not the case. But folks on Twitter, folks on Instagram, folks are saying that this could be a result of CTE. His bizarre behavior could be a form of brain problems you know he he's had a few instances where you know concussions the hit from Vontez Perfect that I just sh- showed on the screen um you know it's in actuality we can laugh at it all we want it's a sad story if we're in retrospect I mean the guy has seemed to be doing anything for attention at this point you know when he when he was released from the Raiders and he joined up with Tom Brady Tom Brady's like that girlfriend that says I can fix him uh, you know, he's he's a nut job, but I can fix him. Tom Brady's the girl that wants to fix the the bad guy, you know, the bad boy who's got drug problems. Not Antonio Brown, but, you know, in theory, in theory, Tom Brady's that guy who said, I can fix him. He went with the Patriots, had a short stint, was released, no problems after that. Um, since then, Antonio Brown, once Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers, Antonio Brown wanted to hop on board. Everything seemed to be okay. He got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Antonio Brown was a forgotten thing of the past with his issues, um, and he seemed just like a good role player.
At this point, he is not a Buccaneer, according to the coach. Um, everyone's bringing up his past. Everyone's bringing up the hit he took five years ago from Vontez Perfect, which, you know, folks are saying explains his actions. Um, and there were also rumors of, you know, when you're at your job, you have incentives. Say you're in retail. Say you're in retail. And you, and you sell, you sell, let's say, uh, shoes for, you know, <laughs> sounds like a person I know. <laughs> Selling shoes. Um, there, there we go. Um, you, you get incentives. If you sell this number of shoes, you get a bonus. Antonio Brown had a few more catches to get, a few more yards, and he was supposed to get an extra $1.5 million. Um, and... You know, that some people were saying that could be a reason why he took off his pads. They weren't implementing him into the game. Now, here's from Antonio Brown himself. He says, um, he basically says, I was too injured to go into the game, and they kept wanting me to go into the game. Um, it's up to people to believe that. Me, personally, I think it's a load of crap. I really think Antonio Brown was upset that he wasn't getting the catches he needed. He had, he had caught a pass in the game earlier. I think it was one reception. And... From there, um, it kind of just spiraled out of control. I don't see, I mean, he was on the, on and off the field. I don't think he was, it didn't seem like he was injured and he didn't want to go back out there. It kind of seems anything for attention now with this guy. You know, and I'm not bashing on him as a person. I think, I really hope it's not, you know, exponential brain damage, which is causing this erratic behavior. But you got to think ever since... You know, before on the Steelers, nobody thought of him as a head case. Everyone saw him as a humble guy. After he took, you know, he had issues with Juju Smith-Schuster. This guy has more issues now in the last five years than you can name. And before that, with his career, he was one of the best receivers in football. And now, it's it's really a sad story. You, you know, you see the TikTok edits. You see, oh, what could have been, what could have been with Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, that old Steelers era. And, oh, man, it is, it's a sad story. It There's rumors there's anything you can think of the story is so bizarre it's it really just reminds me of a high school relationship at this point oh this guy is you know it's it's a netflix documentary netflix documentary in the making at this point and you know if if that's the spotlight he wants give it to him and i think it makes a great story too i mean you could argue you know before when he was on the steelers you hear nothing from this guy. He was great with the media, great with his teammates. Ever since he left the Steelers, it's been story after story, ESPN breaking news every now and the, every other day. Antonio Brown, I wish you the best. Um, I don't know what's going on, but man to man, hope you get well soon with whatever's going on. And that is the end of the section. Um, if you have your own thoughts, feel free to comment them down below. Um, you know, I said at the beginning of the at the episode, it was a soap opera in the NFL. It doesn't just stop there with Antonio Brown. Um, Nate Hobbs. You may have never heard of Nate Hobbs. Um, you know, if you're a casual, you might have not heard of him. But Nate Hobbs is a cornerback for the Raiders who, was, who has been a very solid, outstanding, promising rookie for the Raiders secondary. Um, he's posted up some good highlights. He has... Um, you know, he's up there for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He was found in his car, passed out after the Colts win. After night out, after night out. But you guys won't believe where. Oh, I bet you can guess. It was in Vegas. And I've been, I've been on this topic ever since the whole Henry Ruggs incident. 
Vegas is not a good sports attraction for any franchise. If you're an owner and you move your team to Las Vegas, you are just there for the party yourself. So, I mean, I mean, if you want to in on the drama, in on the partying, in on the, you know, anything revolving situations where players are going to get in trouble with, you know, partying, drugs, it's, it's literally sin city. Expect your players to sin if you're moving your damn team to Las Vegas. And here, I sound like a broken record at this point. I mean, I've already talked about this with Henry Ruggs. The Vegas effect is terrible for any player of any organization for, you know, if you're playing there. It's it's disgusting at this point. I hope to never see a sports franchise in Vegas ever again move there. I hope the Raiders get out of there. There's no sports fans in Las Vegas. Nobody there cares about sports. Everyone's there for gambling and hookers. All right? That's... I'm, I'm over that. I'm, I'm getting a little heated talking about it because... Oh, gosh, you know, these men have so much promise behind them and to see their lives get ruined because they're placed in a place where it's literally called Sin City. It's sad. It, it makes me upset. As a sports fan, these these men, I, I, I have passion for them. Not, okay. In essence, Vegas is not a good sports franchise place. That's it. That's the Vegas effect. I'm sorry. Moving on. We have more NFL. You know, this this little section here, um, you know, I I was very surprised at the outcome of this game. I knew it would be kind of a shootout, but I didn't expect the results. It's not kind of the soap opera action I was talking about. The Cincinnati Bengals have moved themselves into a contender position. Now, we knew the Bengals had a steady offense. We knew they have a promising receiving core. We knew they have an all-star running back. We know they have a dark horse MVP candidate in Joe Burrow. Did we expect him to take out the Kansas City Chiefs? Now, I see a promising Kansas City-esque offense with them. They have their go-to guy, Jamar Chase, just like Tyreek Hill is. They don't have that Travis Kelsey-esque tight end, but they do have a running back, which can, you know, move their running game into top tier, which Kansas City doesn't have. They go through running backs like, you know, military guys with girls. Um, at this point, Joe Burrow's case at MVP has skyrocketed. They, they He's he's now a proven gunslinger. The guy can throw the ball. Um, he has got his target, old target from LSU back, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has established himself as a top five receiver in the league. And I did that top five receiving receivers list way earlier about a month and a half ago back a lot of folks called me crazy by saying jamar chase was top five he just proved it hey where where drake was right right there i i'm you know i won't mention when i'm wrong but i know when i'm right that might be narcissism i don't care anywho the bengals watch out for them heading into the playoffs they could give the chiefs a run for the afc and any other afc team but you know the chiefs See them as the main contender, but if it ends in a shootout like that again, the Bengals are looking good. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, it seems like, you know, Big Ben is retiring after after this season. The Pittsburgh Steelers now need a quarterback, and a lot of folks are saying, hey, hit the free agent market. There's a lot of good talent there. Get, a, get an older gunslinger. I see Baker Mayfield, you know, Kirk Cousins, anybody. I would go the young quarterback route for the Steelers, and here's why. Look at their receiving core and look at their running back. 
a lot of skilled players who are young. You got Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, all in their 20s. Um, these guys need someone to develop with them, like a dynasty. A dynasty is what we're talking about here. Yes, yes, guys in their 20s developing together under Mike Tomlin. It sounds great, and you know I think that's the route they need to go. You got a few QBs in this draft: Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, maybe a, a mobile guy like Malik Willis would work. Um, it seems like mobility has killed Ben Ben Roethlisberger this season, and they could have won a few games if. Big Ben was more mobile. They have the talent around them. I hear Steelers fans here and they sit here and there say they need the win now. Why not develop? You know, their most of their defense is young guys. Most of their offense is young guys. Give them two to three years with a young QB, and they're back in the Super Bowl hunt. Patience with this team, Steelers fans. Patience. Patience is key. Moving on to the younger lads of the gridiron, college football. Now, I may hold myself back here when I throw up when I talk about this, but hey, the college football playoff results. Uh, if you watch my Instagram story, you knew I was not happy with that. I was going for the underdogs. I was going for the non-SEC championship matchup. And here's my prediction for the Georgia-Alabama national championship. It will have the lowest rated national championship in recent memory. Here's why. First of all, it already happened about four years ago. Second of all, we already saw the game this year. Third of all, it's the same conference. And fourth of all, we need something new. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this over and over again. It's the same damn teams that we saw a little, you know, mix up. Cincinnati, big underdog. We saw Michigan, who has, for some reason, has a better one loss than Alabama with an unranked Texas A&M. I could argue this all day, but Michigan State was ranked when Michigan lost to them, and Texas A&M was not ranked when Alabama lost to them. Um, you know, I there needs to be an eight-team college football playoff format, and I, I think I'm speaking for everyone when I say this, and to the idiotic college football playoff committee, we needed to see Michigan-Georgia, or Michigan-Cincinnati the first game. We needed to see Alabama-Georgia. If they're in the same conference, play them right away. We don't need to set that crap up for the national title. We've seen it twice in recent memory. It's ridiculous. Makes me upset. Anyway, you know, I personally probably will not watch that game. Um, I've seen it before. Same teams. We know Saban's great. We know Georgia's a, uh, the doghouse or whatever. You know, I'm over it. I'm over the whole soap opera drama of it. It's annoying. I just, ugh, yuck. Anywho. You thought I retired the transfer dancer section. <laughs> Please, we have a new transfer on the market. Caleb Williams, Oklahoma quarterback. Says he'd like to transfer too now. Very, very surprising to me. Now, listen, everyone was focused on Rattler. Everyone was focused on Lincoln Riley. The kid, everyone thought the kid was going to sit in Oklahoma, be the franchise guy. His coach just left. Nobody thought he was going to transfer. And Oklahoma gets a new UCF transfer quarterback in. Caleb Williams says, I don't have time for competition. What the hell is this? And he opens up his options. But on the bright side for Oklahoma fans, he has said Oklahoma is an option with staying. Um, I personally see him staying. I, I think it would be very bold of him to leave the school that, you know, he's about to set records at and to – where folks were saying, this guy's in the Heisman hunt. Um, 
I think the offensive system that Lincoln Riley had, they're going to stick with. They're going to try and, you know, reestablish it. Um, the kid's going to get better. They're, it's not going to be as good of a system as when Riley was there. But, you know, the, the pieces are still there. The kid knows what he's doing. I think it'd be a very bold move of him to leave. Um, but, hey, if you don't want to stay at a school where um, you don't have a proven college head coach yet, I understand that completely. The, he might want to go somewhere where, you know, there's a proven college head coach, like, you know, maybe say as Ed Orgeron. I could see that. He developed Burrow. If you want to make it to the league, I fully understand that without a college, uh, you know, uh, established college head coach. Um, yeah. I can't believe Transfer Dancer just resurrected from the ground. That's amazing. I know. I had to. I'm sorry. The number one, the probably the Heisman favorite announces he wants to maybe wants to transfer i don't know anyways we have the grand finale of the show the nfl power rankings for the third week in a row yep we're back to the main leagues back to the big leagues of the gridiron here we go number 10 i got the patriots you know they had a 40 point win uh against the jaguars no big whoop um but momentum is a big factor heading into the last week and into the playoffs right now um a few teams in the afc have a more stouted offense than them but hey their defense shines and can really be a reason they make a playoff run. Defense wins championships. We say that over and over again. But, man, has Mac, 10, Mac Jones has just been ugh, despicable over the last three games. Um, they have a great run game, though. They have a great defense. They're a very old-school football team. They control the clock. I think if defense really makes a good showing, they can make an AFC title run. I had them as the AFC favorites, you know, a few, three, four weeks ago. They looked amazing. Let's be real here. Uh, yeah, they're sitting at number 10, though. Um, there's a decent amount of teams I see above them. Here we got number 9, I got the Bucks. Whew, I guaranteed a win against the Jets, and hey, they won. But it took a comeback. Uh, for the defending Super Bowl champions, that's a bad look for any team, almost losing to the Jets. And now, after losing one of their best receiving threats in Antonio Brown, and they've had inconsistency in many games, I don't see a big playoff run for them. You know, people can say, oh, Tom Brady's there. Um... Gosh, you know, I, it's hard to win back-to-back Super Bowls. It's hard to, you know, with the drama that's going on and with having inconsistency throughout the season, I only see Tom Brady with that team, and I don't know if that's enough in the long run. Just it, it's, Tom, it's Tom Brady and his little receiving core. I don't, their defense is mediocre, like I said last week, and it's not enough to win in the long run. I don't see it. Uh, number eight, I got the Bills. Now listen, they've won three straight, and Josh Allen has so much momentum heading into the playoffs. Uh, they'll beat the Jets. I'm I'm guaranteeing that too. Let's see if I jinx it. Um, and finish. They'll finish with a great record heading into the playoffs. Nice, nice with the same team they had last year. They basically have the same defense, the same offensive threats, and they made the AFC title last year. Um, if they meet someone different besides the Chiefs in the AFC title game, I think they can make a Super Bowl run. Number seven, I got the Cowboys. They had a close loss against the Cardinals. It was an offensive battle. Um, they're the first first team that made a mistake in that game was going to lose. Um, they showed a terrible rushing performance, and that's what killed them. Um, the offense is, I think their offense is Super Bowl worthy, but they need they need big plays on defense. They didn't get that you know huge Trayvon Diggs pick that we see week after week. They didn't get the four sack performance from Micah Parsons that they needed. 
Um, it was just an offensive battle, and they came up short. I don't think it's a huge, you know, momentum killer. They stayed close with a really good Cardinals team, and I think that you know their offense can just run through teams in both conferences. To be honest, uh, but it all depends on if their defense can balance out that offense. Uh, number six, I got the Titans, number one in the AFC. They're going to get a first-round bye if everything stays the same. If they win, basically, I see a lot of potential for them. And when Derrick Henry comes back, um, they're going to be dangerous as hell. A lot of talent in their defense and the secondary. And A.J. Brown is becoming an elite wide receiver. Um, they have, they're going to have a balanced passing and run game. I think the Derrick Henry injury helped them out decently more than, you know, people are saying they're in panic mode after the injury. I think that they have a passing game now and a running game. They don't have to solely lean on, you know, running the ball 40 times a game. And they have a good defense. So, um, number six, yep, I got the uh, Titans. Number five, Cardinals. They've proven themselves again after a big win against a good Cowboys team. Uh, They've been up and down all season. I really wasn't sure. They were were out of the power rankings one week, and then now they're back in. Um, You know, just in my opinion. Uh, but this is a huge win heading into the playoffs to boost momentum. They have a great balanced offense. They're kind of like the Cowboys. They're like, they seem, I mean, they beat the Cowboys. So in essence, they're a better version of the Cowboys. They just need big plays on defense. Um, I like the mobility of Kyler Murray. I think they have a great rushing core with Edmonds and Connor. Um, they need more sacks. They need more picks, though. Number four, I got the Bengals. Unstoppable offense we saw. Joe Burrow is becoming an elite Passer, the Bengals are becoming a KC-S team, like I stated before. They can be that offensive powerhouse with, you know, that middle-tier lenient defense that KC had when they won the Super Bowl back in 2020. Um, Jamar Chase is top five, and their rushing talent is elite. They have Joe Mixon um, and a few decent backup running backs. Very dangerous team heading into the playoffs, in my opinion. And I think they can make a run, um, and, and they can maybe force some shootouts, which they will win. Number three, I got the Rams. Uh, you know, they've been sticking in this top three spot. Not number one, not number two. Rarely, you know, kind of, they're good, but they're not that good. They had less, they've had, you know, uh, kind of a scare win against the Ravens. Um, they need to limit turnovers. If they can limit turnovers, they are dangerous. They can make it to the Super Bowl if they if Stafford stops throwing a pick every game or two. Um, I like like, you know, I like them if they control turnovers. That's about it. They have the talent. They just need the click. It's all up to Stafford. It's Stafford's game. Uh, number two, I got the Chiefs. Tough loss to the Bengals. But if anyone is taking this as an identity crisis for the Chiefs, you've lost your mind. This team is still the favorite in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes is playing out of his mind. The defense is hit or miss right now. But if that clicks in the playoffs, they are the most dangerous team. And even if it doesn't click, that offense will win it for them. Um, you know, with... Any, with everything clicking for them as of recent, you should expect to see a kind of a tiny trap game against a dangerous team. It isn't anything mind-boggling. This team is still very good, and they're the best team in the AFC. Number one, the Packers. I really think the Packers right now are you know, the only elite-tier team. Best balanced team in the league. Great rushing attack. Um, Rodgers is the MVP. They have it all. I really don't need to say more. Um... Yeah, they've they, they've been stuck in the number one spot for a while now. Now if you, I see a super, I really see a Super Bowl run here for them. Um, I think their biggest threat is the Rams. Um, I could see the Cowboys possibly being a threat for them as well if they get into a shootout. But other than that, 
They're number one right now, and they're the best team on the list. That's the grand finale, everybody. First episode of 2022 coming in hot. Yeah, you know, I was attacked by, if you saw in the beginning of the video, I was yeah, attacked by the press. I don't I don't like to talk to them too much, but, you know, they just come out of nowhere. I don't like it. Anywho, thank you for watching, everybody. Um, it's very fun. I, this year is going to be absolutely ecstatic for this for this program, for everything. Um, I'm really excited. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace.